Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 10. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Here is uh, two things that I wrote about this in my commentary or my my response. Memories can be sweet as as well as bitter. Quote, I thought about the former days, the days of year ago, I rem- years, year ago, years ago. I remembered my songs in the night. It is hard to pass through a day without a smell or an image or a conversation, summoning up memories of a faraway time that we might wish to recapture or obliterate. And at the end, I say, Jesus is calling us to engage the present moment through what he, through Through what he accomplished on the cross, we have been truly freed to follow him. And what I'm I'm saying here is the struggle all of us have is in in part a struggle with time and also a a selective memory of what what good times were versus the tough times we live in. I think that it is a huge problem we all face, and that's why I I really wrote about it, Um, the old days are not better Mm -hmm. than any other day. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. We're making that up. We're fantasizing a little bit. That's right. Uh, Especially if our our present days are a little rougher than the days Mm -hmm. before. The roughest days in my life as a businessman, uh, the, the days I went through a corporate bankruptcy, ended up being the best days that I ever experienced in life. Yeah. I think about the, the Hebrews after they've been wandering in the desert and they're, you know, half the time they're looking back with nostalgia to the time when they were still slaves in Egypt. You know, why'd you bring us out here into the desert? And that's, as you just said, it's made up. It was a made up nostalgic um, inflated memory of actually a terrible situation. And, then they get nearer to the promised land and they start looking ahead instead of looking behind. And they say, we can't go in there. There's giants in the land. They're going to slay <laughs> our wives that. and our children. And even in that future anxiety, they've made something up. So they're complaining about something they made up, which wasn't true in Egypt. And now they're complaining about something they made up that's coming in the future. And I love this, the way you've written this, Eric, just to be in the present, to be in the now. And that's what God calls us to like a bird of the air, you know, like uh, a child, depending on her father for provision, like a sheep uh, in the care of the shepherd. We can just exist in the moment knowing that God will provide what we need for today. Uh, the temptation of an older person is uh, is to look back on the better times and they may physically or in other ways be better times. Uh, the dilemma of the younger person is, mm-hmm. is tomorrow's yeah. is, is, the, is the sacred day. It's the best day right. that I'm ever yeah. going to have. Yeah. Both are really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to, I'm pausing here. Um, well, I would say too that, you know, I think I used to hear people say, just live in the moment. You know, that's why they call it the present, you know, cause it's a gift and I think when I first started hearing language like that, I was a little bit uncomfortable with it because it almost sounded like Zen Buddhism or something. We just right. sit under that tree and dwell in the moment and everyone will feel better. 
so I resisted it when I first heard language like that. But the more that I realized the, the tenderness of having a moment with God in a trusting relationship with God, the more I realized it's not really Zen Buddhism. Rather, it's just it's like a child holding the hand of, of a father. It's being in that present moment with God and that relationship with God. He's in every moment. We can entrust the future into his care. And we can look back on the past and see evidences of his grace and his faithfulness through the good times and the bad times. We don't really get to do that unless we're right there with him in, in the moment, in the present. In October uh, of last year, I uh, spent about two weeks in uh, that month, uh, in one case in, uh, with a, a, a photography instructor and the other case, uh, hiking in Baxter and in uh, the, the National Park at Acadia, uh, short hikes. Um, what was interesting about the photography, uh, the instructor was not a Christian and his whole uh, uh, passion was um, making the photographs better through the programs you have in your computer. In other words, faking them. <laughs> uh, the image wasn't good enough, so you, you enhance it. Um, on the other hand, uh, the hikes in Baxter and Acadia were magnificent. Why? Because they were short. And instead of, you know, being drawn out or something, you were drawn into that moment. Uh, you would get to the top of a mountain, you look at uh, Katahdin far away, uh, you know, I was there 10 years ago finishing the Appalachian Trail, and here I am uh, kind of not reliving it, but seeing it and engaging in the present moment, which is today, and, and really just glorifying it. It was like I described in an earlier session of seeing the, the Big Dipper in the, in the sky by itself and just appreciating the beauty. Part of life is aesthetic. It's aesthetic. It's understanding the, the colors of life, the beauty of life. Uh, but not making that your aim, just appreciating the glory and goodness of God mm. in what you're witnessing. That's right. And I think that changes your whole attitude about your own life, your physical well-being, your, 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 your business well-being, your family well-being. You become a better citizen of this world mm. uh, just by engaging the moment and allowing it to be itself and allowing you to be in it. Amen.